Welcome to Sports, Screens, and Something Else. Join two friends as they give their unfiltered opinions on the world of sports, the entertainment industry, and a little bit of something else. And now, your hosts, Will Dickerson and Trevor Pace. Okay, everybody, this is just your daily reminder to never go to a movie with three kids by yourself. You need to go man-on-man. Otherwise, you're going to have issues. What if you have three... So you have three adults for three kids? Three adults for three kids, that's right. You need to take you, your wife, and your wife's best friend, or somebody, with you. I think you're weak. (laughs) Probably, yeah. Did you buy popcorn for these kids? I did. And, so here's my grave mistake. You ready? here we go. So, you didn't bring leashes for your children. That's the well, yeah, and I tie them to the chair. And well, that's what you should. Well, I was gonna say that's what you should be doing. <laughs> so, the movie theater by our house mm-hmm. on Thursdays is one dollar drinks, Ooh, right? Nice, but it's only for large drinks. So I thought it'd be fun to take them to the movie and get them all large drinks. Yeah. What a rookie mistake! You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're going to the bathroom every three. Oh my gosh. I went with my daughter three times. At one point, uh, my middle son, he fell asleep Mm. and he woke up and I wasn't there Mm. because I was taking my daughter to the bathroom. Right. My oldest was helpful and told him, I don't know where dad is. And so he starts to cry. So I come back in and he's crying. I'm like, this was a mistake. This was a mistake. Yeah. I think it wasn't the movie, it was the drinks. I right. Well, yeah, the movie's minions, it was whatever. I didn't think it, I don't think it was the movie, I think it was the father. Well, yeah, that's part of it. Well hey everybody, I'm back. Hey. Yeah. Nice to have you, Will. This is Will. And there is a third voice with us today. Yeah, this is Jake. As I promised, Jake is with us for the football preview show. And then to give us musings on other Stuff he cares about, I suppose. So that way I don't have to think about anything this week. Jake, a.k.a. Trevor's nemesis. (laughs) Especially through the emails. Well, he says this, and I actually agree with the majority of stuff he says. I just like to call him out on the things that I don't agree with. There you go. As you should. Yeah, Jake is very good at uh, thinking something through and sticking to it. Yes. Yeah. He's been doing that for a long time. And I'm so passive, I just let him walk on. So it <laughs> right. doesn't matter. Right. Well, hey, everybody. Uh, happy Chop Suey Day. The the great uh, system of a down song. See, that's what I, I thought yeah. it was. <laughs> I didn't know it was an actual meal. Uh, that song and I have an interesting relationship. But Chop Suey is actually an American Chinese dish. Uh, it usually consists of... Some kind of meat, obviously, as they all do. Um, and then you put in some eggs, and then you just whip it together with veggies and stuff, and bean sprouts and whatnot. Um, they can go with rice, but you can put them with noodles and everything else. But it's a Cantonese word, okay? Uh, it Its name literally means odds and ends. I did not know that. I didn't no. know that either. So now no. it makes sense that you're just kind of throwing... All this junk into a pot. Okay. 
and then putting it together, throw it on rice, and say, eat it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had chop suey? Uh, not that I can recall right off, uh, right off the top of my head. Okay. It's kind of like ramen, but no broth. It's just a bunch of ingredients thrown together. You cook them with the eggs, and then just throw it on the rice. There it you go. sounds good. Yeah. It's okay. It depends. <laughs> if you like... So, I actually tried this on my mission... We were running out of food, and we had, like, little bits of all of this leftover food. And I just threw it all into a pot, stirred it all together, and put it on rice. We all took three bites and said, well, that's pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think I did it right. Yeah, okay. That might be what it is. Yeah, that, I'm I just going to Trevor on that. I'm sure I uh, offended everybody, but, um, yeah. Well, happy uh, National Chop, Chop Suey. Suey Day. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so we got an email from a man named Steve. Mm, we know Steve. Yeah. Steve's been on the podcast. Trevor, yep. na- Trevor made Steve famous. Oh, Steve made <laughs> Steve famous. Uh, famous for thinking people who drive cars are athletes. Um, Steve wrote in an email and he had an interesting question. Okay. We're going to spend like two minutes on this. All right, here we go. Ready? Just from your hip, I want to know. Uh, he says, I've said many times that nostalgia is an inescapable drug. Why do you think that is? Why do we crave and love things from our past? What do you think? Well, I feel like we've talked about nostalgia on here and the psychological effects of it. I think so, too. Um, it is an inescapable drug, for sure. It's this... Um, we have a tendency to... Um, Overinflate the past, yeah, to make it seem better than it was, because the truth is, oftentimes today sucks, right? So today is really rough. <laughs> yes, yesterday was always better, right? You know, uh, um, and I think in the moment you you see more, right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of what's going on, sure. and you hear a lot of the arguing, whereas in the future a lot of it's settled. For example, mm. I used to think that we are more screwed up today than we've ever been. Oh, okay. Like, racial tensions are super high and all this stuff. I watched a documentary of the OJ trial. I was like, oh, racial tensions were really high back then, too. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, they were... It's kind of a roller coaster. Sure. Like, now it's... Ebbs and flows. Now it's not any worse than it was before. Just, Just different, different. Different. Yeah. Different, um... Uh, focuses and uh, different things are peaking worse or better uh, at different times. What's something you're super nostalgic for, Jake? Uh, Probably things I'm mostly nostalgic for things that I weren't, was never involved in. Like what? Uh, 55 Chevy Bel Air. Oh, okay. Uh, And why? I don't know. But I I love stuff like that. The, The classic era Mm. mid-modern or mid-century modern homes. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the look of those. Well, we can all agree that the 70s era of metal is the greatest era of music to ever exist. So, he, I, I just want to say real quick, <laughs> just to finish his, his email, he yeah. said, why do we love things from our past? Was it a car or movie, TV show, beverage? I'm looking at you, Serge. Oh, <laughs> you man. remember Serge? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I so, remember drinking and being like, whoa, I well, am wired. Yes. And, and there is that truth that we think, oh, all of these things were so great. 
And there was, um, you remember the hostess pies, right? Oh, yeah. There was a hostess pie that was a Ninja Turtles hostess pie. The it face? Was, no, I'm thinking the, the ice cream. Yeah, you're talking. Yeah, I'm what are you talking about? Right? I don't know. You're, you're, it's late, but <laughs> no, the hostess fruit pies, the hand pies, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That they had a, a Ninja Turtles hostess pie that was it was basically vanilla custard, but it was uh, colored green, cool as like ooze. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. For oh, the, I do remember second. that. It was to promote uh, the Ninja Turtles two movie. And Secret of the Ooze. Secret of the Ooze. And everyone loves these things. They talk, there's forums on it. People trying to bring it back and, and want it back. <laughs> and, so and, uh, there's YouTube videos on how to make your own, uh, hand pie that was Ninja Turtles yeah. themed style, right? I guarantee you, if I had one right here, I'd think it was disgusting. Right? Oh, for but, sure. But we have this idea that it tastes amazing right yeah. it that is nostalgia we we um good times like they become the memories and the mm. the bad times just become fact yeah, right yeah. and even if those good times or whatever weren't really good because they're in our memories, they become good. Yeah. Does that make sense? For example. We don't really mem- remember all of the bad things that happened. We, we might know like specifics and like, oh, that was a really like a, a terrible time or whatever. But overall, when you look at your childhood, typically, mm-hmm. if you had a healthy, decent childhood, more likely you remember all of these good things and you don't really remember all the bad. The bad becomes fact that I was, you know, I had bad times. There were bad things. Right. But you, the things that stick in your memory are all good. Especially Allegedly. when you're a kid. It's it's pretty sad when a kid has more bad memories than good, right? Those are unfortunate. Speaking of unfortunate, you know that Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go song from Ninja, Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles 2? Yes. Yeah. You know that's Vanilla Ice? Yes. Well, yeah. Of I didn't realize. I didn't know that. Movie. Yes. He was. He, he was. was in the movie. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I hate him so much. <laughs> But I love the Ninja Turtles. (laughs) Well, well, with that, (laughs) let's go on to sports. Sports. All right, everybody. Here it is. The moment I've been waiting for. I don't know about you guys. (laughs) Absolutely. I love doing this. um, And I love holding ourselves accountable at the end. But we're going to spend 10 minutes, go really quick through NCAA football predictions in the NFL. The NCAA starts technically this week. Yep, it's week Week zero. zero. Utah State plays somebody. UConn? Uh, I don't UMass? know. UMass? I, I have no idea. They play somebody let's that not, if they lose. Let's not get into the yeah, Utah weeks State. Every schedule. If they lose, State. it will be tragic for Utah State. So, sorry, Utah. Sorry, Aggies. Anyway. Uh, I want to know four questions from each of you okay. for the NCAA. One, how does BYU do? Two, how does Utah do? Three, who is overrated? Nationally. Nationally, right. Okay. And four, who will be the national champion this year? Okay. All right, so let's start. Jake, Okay. how does BYU do? I think 100%, and I want to preface what I'm about to say by saying I don't agree with your quarterback Sort uh, assumption uh, that it is the end all be all of football. 
we've had this conversation oh, yeah. outside of it, so I'm not going to go That's that okay. far. But I'm going to say that with that being said, it all falls on Jaron Hall. I think their defense is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, their uh, their other positions are, are doing pretty well. But it depends on how well Jaron Hall does because they've got a pretty hairy schedule up there. Yeah, it's about as hard as it was. It's harder than it was last year. Not by much, but a little bit. Um, I I personally think they're going to start uh, one and two. But then after that, they'll go eight and one. Okay, so nine wins. And if I had to bet the over, I'm betting the over. Okay. They uh, Right now, it's set at eight. So I'm with you. I think nine and three is pretty doable. If Jaron stays healthy, yeah, that's a big I, key. I think it's ten and two. I I legit think with the bowl game, ten wins should be on the table this year. So ten and three, something like that. But if Jaron stays healthy and this O line is everything that they say it will be, theoretically, I'm I'm gonna go with ten and two regular season. Okay. What about you? For BYU, yeah, BYU. How do they do? Eight and four. Eight and four. Yeah. Okay. You are less optimistic about the Cougars. Well, they have a very difficult schedule. Very difficult. So they play just not to. I don't want to bore everyone, but real quick, we'll <laughs> this be, is the point of the show. Being is to fast, bore everybody. they play Baylor. Baylor's yes. currently ranked tenth. Right. They play Oregon. They're currently ranked eleventh, and they're playing at Oregon. They're playing Notre Dame, who's ranked fifth. They're going to lose that game most likely. Arkansas is a toss-up, but I'm going to say they lose to Arkansas as mm. as is right now, and maybe either Arkansas they win, but they lose to Stanford. Stanford at the end of the year that that might be a tough game. Yeah, too. you've already you always got to count on BYU for losing some stupid can, stupid game, right? right. So <laughs> and Stanford would be that right. well They're not good. Well, one of these games they're going to lose. They lose a game they're not supposed to, and they mm-hmm. win a game they're not supposed to. And so one of those games might come out as a win, and, and it'll feel really good. And then we're going to lose to Stanford or something and be like, why? It would be the most BYU thing ever to beat Oregon and then to lose to Wyoming. Or Arkansas. <laughs> right? Or Boise. Right. Or Boise. <laughs> Boys. Yeah, so, or to beat Notre Dame and lose to Arkansas, right. like so, to get everybody hyped up and then immediately crush their hopes and dreams. Right, so they're going to split. <laughs> they're either going to split Arkansas and Stanford one way or the other. I, yeah. I, I feel um, doesn't really matter. I, my guess is eight and four. Okay, how does maybe, Utah do? Maybe seven five, but how does Utah do? Uh, Jake, I am drinking the Kool Aid on this. Okay, uh, they you they shouldn't. Are but being, go ahead. Uh, they are being talked about nationally. CBS ranks them fourth. Okay. Uh, I am, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, man. I, like their over under is set at nine and I would bet the over. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, but I will just tell you, uh, I hope, I don't think they will. I really don't because they also have that same track record of losing a game you, you shouldn't. To Arizona State? Uh, oh, man. I would <laughs> be so mad. But um, I'm hoping they go undefeated. Undefeated? Undefeated. Uh, is that is that your expectation? That No, it is not. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say 10 wins. Okay. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping that ESPN and CBS have it right and that the Pac-12 produces a playoff team and it's Utah. So I am... 
Here's, here's my hot take for you, Ty. Ready? Mm-hmm. Nine and three. Okay. They don't go to the Pac-12 championship game. USC does. Okay. Uh, USC comes out of the South. Okay, so <laughs> that, your next question, yeah. I'm going to balk that. Okay. Mm. The next question you ask me, I'm going to balk that because I, I, I'm going to tell you why. Okay. There's right. some exceptions, but I'll tell you why after, after Trevor uh, gives his opinion on Utah. So we know that Utah, on looking at their schedule, uh, they fear, they play the fearsome San Diego State, which we know they lost them last year. <laughs> so until they can beat them, I'm putting that as an L. Um, good. I, good. I, I think I agree with you. Uh, USC, uh, is trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell you. Arizona State, I feel like, is like Utah's kryptonite. They come out in like this it's weird. It's so weird. They come out in a weird way. Now, what this last year, Utah blew them out, right? They, right. They, mm-hmm. they knocked them around. But Arizona State always kind of presents problems because they have really great uh, wide receivers, really fast. Uh, they score quickly. Utah doesn't typically score quickly. They are a slow. Cam Rising might change that. Yeah, yeah, and and maybe if if Cam is uh, improves as a quarterback and and does what we think he can do, yeah, they're going to be really good. Obviously, if, but that's a that the, there is a caveat there. Uh, the the sophomore year sometimes there's a little bit of a letdown. Mm-hmm. We've seen that at BYU. Sophomore slump. As yeah, they we've say. seen we've seen that at BYU numerous times where a freshman quarterback comes out and you're thinking, the sky's the limit, baby. Tanner Mango. Yes. And then the <laughs> next year, uh blah, blah. So uh, I'm gonna put that one as lost. Um uh Oregon. I obviously uh Utah had their way with them last year. Mm-hmm. Again it's kind of a, a coin flip at, at this point. Uh, without seeing them play, just preseason, I'm, Oregon has the same problem, poses the same problem as Arizona State. They have a high-power offense. Oregon has better athletes than and Arizona it, State does. They're right. They also yeah. have a better running game. Yeah. But the idea is if Oregon can score quickly, Utah has a harder time typically throwing the ball. In yeah, in speaking historically, as long as Kyle Winningham doesn't call a stupid timeout, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that either. So I'm actually I'm going to go nine and three, nine and three. So mm-hmm. you're with me. Do they come out of the Pac-12 South and go to the championship game? Um, probably not. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go with you and yeah. USC. So I think Jackson Dart takes the step and actually goes ten and two. So now it would be wild if they go ten and two and one of those two losses is against Utah, right? But they still go to the Pac-12 championship game. I could see that happening too. So let's move on to your next question because okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna debunk what you both just said. Okay, who is overrated? USC is my number one team on. Oh that. no, they have a new coach. Mm-hmm. They have a transfer quarterback, albeit from the school the coach is coming from. Uh. Now, they do play Utah at Utah, and that it usually goes back and forth with those two schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does kind of uh, irk me a little bit or scare me, I guess I should say. But I think USC is once again, you guys have mentioned this before, I'm going to put them in the same category as Texas mm-hmm. and the same category as Michigan. 
They always they are, get ranked. They are overrated for <laughs> and for no reason. Yeah. Uh, and so that's my answer to that. Uh, I will say nationally overrated. Um, I just, I keep falling on USC and maybe because of my Pac-12 glasses that I'm wearing, mm-hmm. I think Oregon's a little overrated too. Again, new coach, they new could. quarterback, but Bo Nix was a three-year starter at Auburn. So Oregon's always a toss-up because they re, I mean, theoretically, they should be amazing they every be year good. because right. they right. reload these five-star talents all the time. And well, I, theoretically, so should USC for the same reason. And UCLA. And UCLA. And they're <laughs> trash every right. year. So for me, nationally, the most overrated team is Notre Dame by far. They didn't do anything last year. They're returning a lot of that team. And Weren't they're, they undefeated until the last week? Not until the last week. Uh-uh. Now, Cincinnati beat them. When, oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. The, until they played Cincinnati, they were undefeated. Right. Because they were right. like four and five when yeah. they played. But yeah, they, Notre Dame gets ranked in the top 10 for existing. Right. Yeah, they put on that gold and like, oh, what I, an amazing team. I said this last year too. I said the same thing with Notre Dame. <laughs> Notre Dame was my pick. I'm not picking them this year. I'm picking Texas A&M. Okay. Uh, they came out of nowhere. They weren't even, I, I don't think they were even ranked at the end of last year. No. And now they're, but they beat Alabama. Well, and they're currently <laughs> ranked sixth. Yeah. So, because they beat Alabama. Right. Mm-hmm. So my thought is, uh, there's potential there for them to, uh, drop, to, yeah. to, to be the most, uh, overrated. And they there. had the most, they had the number one recruiting class in the country this year. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be honest, I mean, Utah, if they do go nine and three, they're super overrated too, seeing as they're ranked seventh mm. in preseason. Uh, and, Everyone else is kind of your typical NC you Michigan, but Michigan's get, Michigan's going to be top fourteen. They're not going to be dropping out of there uh, because they're blue and gold, and yeah, we just, that's right, just what we do. Right. Yes, well, they're part of the Big Ten, and you you are right. If Utah goes nine and three, they're going to drop. If they go undefeated, they're going to go up. Yeah. And well, yeah, so, of course. And Utah is if they go undefeated, they'll go. If they go undefeated, they'll go to the they'll playoff. go to the playoff. But guess yeah. what? How many times has that happened in the Pac-12? Uh, zero. So <laughs> okay, um, how many times have has Utah gone undefeated in the last twenty years? Twice was it twice before they twice. Yeah, yeah. before they got into the Pac-12? So right. the, you're that's not even that's apples and oranges completely. The the. You will not see Utah go undefeated. I, I it's don't hard see for that anybody happen. to go undefeated. Oh, it's in fact, really that hard. that goes into my next question: Who's the national champ? Because I think Alabama, this year, yeah, next, there's only one team I think that goes undefeated this year, and it's a combination of two things. Number one, the coach is super super ticked off, right? At everybody and everything. At everything. Nick Saban has never lost he has to a former assistant yep. before. So last year when he lost to A&M, it's the first time ever that he lost to one of his former employees. So that's one thing. The second thing is he's pissed at everybody being pissed at him for 
uh, complaining stuff. about everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's got an axe to grind. He does. Have I an think axe Nick to grind. Saban goes undefeated. He's going to kill every team by fifty nine <laughs> points, <laughs> yes. and I think that they are the national champions. Yeah, yeah. it's either Alabama, that, and then <laughs> either that or they lose four games. Sorry, Alabama. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, Al- Alabama. Uh, yeah. No, Alabama's probably going to undefeated. I agree. Which means that Utah won't be going undefeated. They'll go. They'll. They'll, they'll go fourteen and, and one. one. Yes. <laughs> Well, see, in that, I wasn't counting the playoff. Yeah, no, that'd so, be fun, though. Uh, if you it, made it to the national championship. I would enjoy, actually, if Utah goes to the playoffs. It would be an honor to get fourth. to be creamed by Alabama. And they would be going to, yeah. Oh, yeah, they play Alabama in the first two. Yeah, they're not even the same <laughs> football team. <laughs> okay, on that, let's transition to the NFL real fast. How will the Lightning Se- speed. Will the Seahawks win a game this year, Jake? Yes. Okay. The, I, Just one? No, I <laughs> think the Seahawks are going to be better than a lot of people think, but they're like seven and nine better. Uh, uh, that's optimistic. It is pretty optimistic, but the, the thing is, they're not doing a jazz type rebuild. They're doing, they're, they've still got, uh, receiving core, I would put up against yeah. anybody in the country. They've still got Lockett and Metcalf. DK Metcalf. Yeah, uh, their corners are better than they were last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're fi- you're choosing between Geno Smith. There's no choice. It's Geno Smith. You think so? Oh, I, I don't know. It's, it's not that I think so. I actually think Drew Locke might be the better quarterback. But it's pretty clearly from every Seattle radio station mm-hmm. as, that I listen to, right. it's pretty clearly Geno Smith. Okay, so before I think our the listeners Seahawks, fall asleep at the wheel. <laughs> I'm going to predict the Seahawks win two games. Okay. Mm, what about you? I don't care. Okay. How, how will, <laughs> how will, the, the, Bengals how will do? the Bengals do? Do they repeat? No. Uh, no. I don't think so either. No, there's no. I think this. Unlikely. Well, I don't I want to spoil lose anything. In the AFC Championship game. Two Buffalo. That's what I think. We're going to spoil our picks later, but I think the same thing. So the Bengals are well set up for the next two years. They've got a two-year window to yeah. do this thing. I you don't, don't think the Chiefs think they are going to be there. No, no. Uh, so I, I think the Bengals mm. and the Bills will play in the AFC Championship this Disagree. year. Disagree. I think the Chiefs are. are they could be. I mean, it's going to be the four best quarterbacks. Sure. Speaking of which, who comes out of the AFC West? Chargers. Really? Yep. L.A.? Yep. I think the Chargers come they out of the They win the division. West. Yep. What about you? Why do we care about AFC West? Because they're, they're the, best to be the best division in football. In football since so you the got acquisition the, of Russell Wilson. So you've got the Broncos, the Chargers, the Chiefs, and uh, the Raiders. The Raiders. Uh, Chiefs, as I, yeah. They're the favorite. The Chargers are a sneaky pick. Justin Herbert, I was way off on him. I thought he was going to burn Their out. Their defense got so much better yeah. when they got Khalil Mack. And Khalil Mack opposite Joey Bosa. It's going to be bad. It, it's, it reminds me of the Rams defense last year or the uh, uh, the defense of uh, uh, the Giants yeah. defense where they had uh, Pierre Paul and uh, I can't think of his name. Mike, I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, the guy with the gap in his teeth. Why yeah. can't I think of his name? I don't uh, know, but, Shannon. Yeah. but he needs to get it fixed. Now, <laughs> right. who will so, be in the Super Bowl? Wait, I want oh to go with my off-the-wall pick. This is like a 20-minute segment. That's okay. Ugh. So, I have a bedtime. The, I don't care about your bedtime. <laughs> the Raiders are going to win the division. Wow. They went to the playoffs last year without a coach, if you'll remember. And they just picked Correct. up Devontae Adams. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Who will be in the Super Bowl and who wins? 
Uh, I'm going to say Buffalo, and the NFC doesn't matter, so Buffalo wins. I agree. So I think this is Buffalo's year. Finally. Yep, I agree. Finally, finally, this is it. Yep. And then the wheels will come off after this season, I pray. But, yeah, I got (laughs) Buffalo winning the whole thing. What about you, Trevor? You don't care about my bedtime? No. <laughs> I'll stay up and sweet uh, talk all night. I'm going. Uh, I want to say Chiefs because I, I, I really want them to win, but uh, they've they've really messed up the last couple. Well, of they got years. rid of Tyreek Hill, uh, so I'm gonna go. Uh, I'll go Buffalo. Okay. Buffalo makes sense. They were. They should have gone last year. Yeah. So they really should have gone to the Super Bowl. That's why they and changed it, that rule. And I feel like if they had gone, they would have won. So yeah. anyway. Let's move on to your topic, Trevor. Okay. All right. So the Jazz are rebuilding. We know what? this. Uh, yes, we know this. But <laughs> what I wanted to ask is what what are we interested in in watching their games? Are we interested mm. in watching their games? If we are interested, what are we watching for? What is keeping our interest? Uh, what do you think? Are Are you interested at all in the Jazz watching their games, or is it turn it off, wake yeah. me up in in two years? So, as a fan of many crappy teams who have uh, gone through lots of rebuilds over the years, the rebuilding years are almost more fun to watch mm. because there's no stress. Like if you win, mm. then it's it's interesting to see how players are developing. Okay. If you lose, great. It improves my draft position. I was going to say, aren't you almost rooting for them to lose more? Yeah, well, right now I am. Sure. Because this is the beginning stages. Like, I don't even care about development right now. Because no. there's no players to develop. No, right. You do. Well, and, and even if a player comes out and does really well, you're going to end up... He, he's going to. You end don't up going, want him yes, to do well. Yes, right. <laughs> you, yeah, you want him to be a late bloomer. You right. want him to be well after. What you want they is to lock picks. in the lottery pick, and then you see a player start to do well. Then you're like, oh hey, yes, right, or to do really well in a game they lose. Yeah, right, right. So this is the worst part of rebuilding this phase, and it is hard to watch. It's hard to care about the games because you want them to lose. Yeah. This is like uh, uh, you get free jazz tickets and you debate yes. going. This is the worst year to be. Like, <laughs> this is the worst. Mean? Yeah, it's like the you, WNBA tickets. Yeah, you're yeah. kind of like, do I go to see the jazz bear? <laughs> you know, maybe. Like if somebody came up to you and was like, I've got 10 bucks to go out and get an ice cream uh-huh. or a pair of jazz tickets. I'm taking the 10 bucks. Yeah. This yeah, year might I'm, be 10 bucks. Right. Um, what do you think, Jake? Like, your teams have rebuilt before. Are you interesting in the beginning phases of it? I have. Uh, like so the Seahawks are kind of in one right now. Well, that's the thing is, I look back at at my teams. The mm-hmm. Seahawks are a good example. The Seahawks were forever. They were the epitome of mediocrity. Mm. Uh, and when I say that, it, they were nine and seven, eight and eight, nine and seven in a playoff team. Then seven and nine. Mm-hmm. You look at uh, the Jazz. I've been a Jazz fan, and the Jazz. My favorite year, the of watching the Jazz outside of obviously the statues mm-hmm. since they retired. My favorite year has been I think it was two thousand and four when they were projected to win ten games. 
when they, they went to the chip. and they go and they no, went 40, 41, 41, 41. But that was my favorite. Oh yeah, year. yeah. That was Quinn Snyder's first year. No, no, no. It no, was no. Jerry. Oh, sorry, sorry, Jerry sorry. sorry. Yeah. It was before yeah. Darren Williams, but it was uh, AK was basically the leader of the team. Yeah, yeah. Mm. they they did they way overperformed, but it was almost like bad because they yeah you wanted them to do worse so they could get better. <laughs> Uh, but tanking doesn't exist in sports. Oh, no. Roger Goodell is offended that yes. he would even say that. And I, I actually say that the, I, I don't know. I have a, I have a difference of opinion. I don't want them. I don't want to see a tanking team. And so the moment it starts happening, I lose all interest. Well, yeah. that's exactly what watching. they're doing though. Yeah. They're tanking. Right. They are. They traded away their veterans. Yeah. They're, and they're going to, they're going to trade away. Yeah. Uh, Beverly went. Beverly was great, though. Well, the, we had Beverly for ten seconds. Well, well, right, but they traded the player away they got back was probably better than Beverly. I, so, mm, I don't even know who this he, kid is. He, yeah, he's I'd twenty-one, rather... and out of the minutes he's played, he the the same the the people that have the same stats as he with uh, points and rebounds and everything yeah. are uh, Gilbert Arenas and LeBron James oh, at really? his age yes interesting at his age so he he he's um, when you have Patrick Beverly who's at the end of his career very end and <laughs> this guy they definitely got the the better end of this he deal. is Paul Pierce who can only shoot the three yeah Lakers right. are in a win now except he can't shoot the three yeah right Lakers are in a win now <laughs> mode what's probably more interesting to me is how is is actually rooting for uh, Minnesota to do terrible terrible so mm-hmm. then because that impacts the Jazz and how well they do. yeah man unprotected draft picks yeah See, they fleeced. The- Minnesota. The well, problem, the problem with that unprotected draft pick is they are not going to do terrible. They, Minnesota. They're my pick for the championship this year. What? Absolutely. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. So until Carl Anthony any... Towns and Gobert can prove to me that they can actually play together, I don't know about that. No, I. I you put cat. You put go cat to the three point line, but yeah. they're not beating Golden not, State or Golden State. I wouldn't put them. I wouldn't have Boston. them beat Phoenix. The problem, I, they, I think they would tear Phoenix apart. Uh, they, Mavericks yeah. are going to be good. Mavericks yeah. are going to mm-hmm. be good. Uh, Golden State's going to be good. The Clippers should have um, Kawhi back. Uh, Boston is going to be. Well, would Boston would beat Minnesota? I, I think. Don't think so. I think. Uh, oh, what's their name? Milwaukee is a much worse matchup. Matchup because Giannis can guard. Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. Not at the same time. Not at the same time. But this is an issue. The fact that we have started talking about Minnesota right. more than <laughs> do we even care about the Jazz. I no. think that answers the question. I think it answers your question. Yeah, we don't yeah, care about right. the Jazz. Turn it off. Wake me up in two years. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So I am more interested to see the draft next year. Right. Well, and Thank for you. me, it, it changes the way I look at the organization. Mm. I, I want them to. Do, I I want them to hire like the the third ward church ball team. Mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. to to play for them. If you're gonna tank, tank hard. Right. I, I oh, don't yeah. want. I don't want tank any all talent. the way. It, yeah. If you see someone starting to show like a sliver of talent that 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 is you producing, sit down. yes, that's producing <laughs> wins. Like you can have talent show. It just better not equate to wins. Danny Ainge breaks his hires. Yes. Whoever uh, to come. Tanya Hardy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to come break his legs. All right. Well, now, I'm done with this topic. Real quick. All right. Would 
you be at least a little bit interested. This is what I would do mm. if they just signed Jimmer for the season. Oh, Not yeah. only would that be tanky, but they'd probably sell a lot of jerseys. Oh yeah. You think? Who do, they, do you have Andre Miller as the uh, as the manager? You, you could have <laughs> exactly uh, uh, do whatever. Yeah, a little Utah Dream Team. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, Thurl, you want to you want to suit up? <laughs> All your, all your famous Utah basketball players who were okay or didn't make it in the NBA, yes. have them come out. Sign Alex Jensen as a basketball player yes. instead of a coach. Yes, the, the Utah Jazz <laughs> field of dreams. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, with that, let's go on to screens. Screens. All right, so are we going to start with my topic then? Yes. So okay. you are in the lead. So... I was thinking about having, or just thinking about all the different characters out there. You guys really have been talking about movies a lot lately. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wanted to, uh, bring it back into family TV, family show. Uh, and one of the thought processes that I've had recently is, are there male characters in family shows? Mm. Not necessarily what I mean by that, by a family show, is a show about a family. Okay. Um, but are there male characters that you look at as good men? Uh, so first, first one is is far and away. It's Bluey's dad. That's what I was gonna say. Yep. He's a great dad. He's the the best dad. And yeah, he is kind of like he's not. I wouldn't say he fits the lovable idiot stereotype. No. no. Right. I feel like he's. Uh, he he takes time with his kids. Yes. He teaches them good lessons. Yeah. He actually plays with them. Sure. Right? I he, think he does a good job. He, He's a little silly, but yeah. But doesn't it feel like you? Like it feels like oh, yeah. what I am as a dad, but but better, right? Yeah. I, I joked that there was a there was a Babylon B uh, mm-hmm. article and had the headline of uh of uh, man prays to God to be more like Bluey's dad. You know, <laughs> I and, do the same thing right? every day. And uh, so Bluey's dad is is the bar, right? Um, but then but, you contrast that with like Modern Family, Phil Dunphy, right? Oh yeah, yeah. and I'm like, no one is that dumb. Well, the, the <laughs> I should the, say I shouldn't say no one, but right, most yeah. dads are more aware. Than sure. That. Sure. There, the TV trope for family sitcoms is that the dad is the lovable idiot, mm-hmm. right? He's the lovable loser. He's a he's a good guy. He's a he's a nice guy. Uh, you know, um, you you can't help but love him. But he's an idiot. He's always screwing things up. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's the wife that's always cleaning up after his mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of. Uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. I think of uh, um, King of Queens. King of Queens. Mm-hmm. Simpsons, right? Homer. Uh, family Guy. Family Guy. Mm-hmm. American Dad in that same context. Yeah. Yeah. Seth Meyers hates dads. That's yeah, okay. I think that's I think that's <laughs> what we're getting to. Well, what about the... Uh, you guys mentioned Bluey is a good man. Mm-hmm. Bluey's dad is a good man. A good I man. will say as a father of teens, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's fair. Um, and so you have not been exposed to the greatness <laughs> that is Australian t- television. I, one of the things that I, I go back to is everybody who I could think of was either kind of a, a rehash of a 90s sitcom father or an 80s, 90s sitcom father. Mm. So you have Cliff Huxtable, 
and I'm going to name the character, not the actor. Uh, you have <laughs> Tim Allen's. Rest in peace, brother. Uh, <laughs> you have Tim Allen's characters in mm. both Home Improvement and whatever uh, the show Last is. Man Standing. Last Man Standing. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty much the same character. I like Last Man Standing you have better than uh, Home Improvement. Home Improvement, yeah. Uh, you have uh, uh, Carl from Family Matters. Uh, mm-hmm. You have. Uh, Who's I the think boy meets world dad. Remember his name? I can't remember mm-hmm. his name, but no. I used to watch that show a lot, mm. and I liked his dad a lot. Okay. He, he wasn't an idiot. No, he was. Yeah. He was kind of a disciplinarian. Well, the ninety, 90s, uh, early nineties, mm-hmm. late eighties, the they still had the prominent father figure that was the morality of the show. Mm-hmm. So think Full House, yep. right? Danny Tanner. Uh, John Goodman in Roseanne. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, trying to think of, you mentioned Family Matters. That that was a good step one. Step by step. Um, yeah. So these father figures, right? They were, um, yeah, the heart, the heart and the, the morality. Yeah. Uh, you know, when the, when the kids got in trouble, oh, I was going to say, uh, Fresh Prince, you had Uncle Phil. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. He, he was often the, the voice of, of reason and, and, and logic to helping Will navigate, uh, you now, know. obviously flawed character, right? Oh, yeah. Uncle Phil was a flawed character, but that's, he's a man. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, and none so, of these guys. I mean, they. It's a sitcom, so right. they're going to have like quirks Goofy and whatever and things. Yeah. But but still, the morality. They were the they were the compass. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Who was the blonde uncle in Step by Step? He had Uncle Joey, and then he had the other one. No, you're you're no, talking you're full, house. full house. Sorry, full sorry. House. So uh, you had uh, uh, John Stamos, right? Who's Jesse, Jesse. Jesse, and then you had the the other one. Dave? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. The Uncle point. Joey. Joey? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. The Uncle point I'm trying to make is that it <laughs> used to be that the idiot father figure was a side character, right? And you're supposed to laugh at them. Mm. And then you had the main dad who actually had emotional depth, mm. who wasn't a social idiot, right? And actually understood things. I remember very vividly the episode of Fresh Prince. Where Will's talking about his dad. Yeah, right. everyone yeah. knows. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, they have just a really human moment. And, then, and he doesn't ruin it by being like, what do I do? Yeah. You know what I mean? He's there with right, him, right. being a father figure. Mm-hmm. And most of the time in today's shows, you know, I don't know if you have that anymore. No, not I at agree all. With that. I don't know. No. In fact, um, a lot of like the kids' shows... It's the mom that is prevalent in, mm-hmm. in all of these shows. Uh, the dad is, is, I mean, you know, kid shows is a little bit of an exception, but Daniel most, Tiger's dad, Daniel Tiger's dad. But most <laughs> of the time you have in, in a lot of these sitcom shows, like you're saying, the, the, the dad or the husband is the lovable loser. As yeah. Saying. My wife watches. The, the Fred Flintstone. Yeah, that's a great. She watches some, um, and the dads are always just complete morons. In sure. fact, there's one, I think it's called Life in Pieces or something like that, where it's just like a seven minute skits, mm. and they make up an entire episode. And it's pretty funny. But the dad in it, he's a doctor, 
and yet he's a complete idiot. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how did this guy become a physician? That mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the, I, yeah. I don't know what it is. Because you'd think, and that's not to say that sometimes, like in Modern Family, the dad has an important moment with one of the kids mm-hmm. or whatever. That does happen. But those are rare occasions, and it's usually he stumbles into it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I remember there was a um, the which one was Leonardo DiCaprio on? Was oh, that step by step? Uh, no, it wasn't step by step, but it was the one with the Cameron. Yes, uh, with the Cameron silver spoons. No, James Kirk Cam- Cameron. Kirk, Kirk Cameron, Cameron was in it. He was one of the kids. He, yeah, and. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Keep going. So the dad in that show... Who was a therapist, Alan Thicke. Yes. There was a a moment where Leonardo DiCaprio was stealing stuff from the house. Yeah, he was a neighbor kid. Yeah. Yeah. And the mom knows he's doing it. And so the mom... um, Growing pains. Growing growing pains. pains. Thank Thank you, you, Trevor. The, The mom tells him that I know you're doing it and actually catches him in the act. Right, and then talks to him about it. In a, in today's show, in today, if a show was made today, in that moment, the dad would stumble in afterwards and say something stupid. Right, right? but in that show, the dad actually comes in, supports his wife, right, and asks if he'd like to stay. Right, that's how family should act. Yeah. Right. Today, the dad would bumble in, like Is you said, like, and make a racist comment or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or be like, well, I didn't like that, those earrings anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. idiot. Yeah. What a moron. Yeah. But yeah, I. do you think it's... I don't know why. I'm just spitballing here. But do you think that the people who write the shows... The, the didn't, pr- didn't have a father figure in that's home. what I'm getting at. Is... I think that's possible. I, I also I don't want to make like a social statement with this, but yeah. I, I it makes me concerned for the generations coming up that they didn't have the again the Cliff Huxtables or the uh the Carl Winslows to look up to and say, look, th- this is I grew up in a fatherless home, yeah, and I saw that the way a family was supposed to work. Mm-hmm. And not to say that I use that as my bar, right? But I feel bad that kids today don't even have that. Yeah, when when Bluey's dad is the best dad on television, <laughs> we're you we're, know, in trouble. we're in trouble, right? <laughs> well, uh, with that, let's all be more like uh, Bluey's dad and move on to your topic, Trevor. All right. Well, uh, I don't know about you, Will. Do you do you, or Jake? Do you guys watch? Uh, these uh, America's Got Talent shows, or uh, I used to watch that that one. I liked American it better Idol than American or, Idol. Okay, I watch. I watch a lot of Survivor. Right. I mm-hmm. used to. Yeah, I watched I, American Idol until they changed the uh, the judges. Oh, okay. the guys out. Right. Uh, right. You liked so, Simon Cowell being mean. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I right. I used to watch a lot of and their X Factor. Simon Cowell did that as well. Um, I used to watch quite a bit of the America's Got Talent. Uh, it was a, it was a fun kind of, it had an, enough, the, the American Idol, it's all just singing, right? So it yeah. kind of gets a little stale, but there's enough variety to the talent that is being showcased in. Yeah, America's when Pierce Got Morgan talent. was on it, it was pretty good to watch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was an interesting aspect of it too, for sure. Um, but, 
if you've watched any of these shows for more than five minutes, you start to pick up on a little bit of uh, what I'll call emotional manipulation <sighs> in in the TV show, right? And this uh-huh. is not uh, right. This what is are not you insinuating? Groundbreaking information. <laughs> emotional um, manipulation. Don't don't don't. Yes. Piano music. Let's go. <laughs> does this? Do you feel like because you're aware of it? Does this? Does it help or does it almost set it back? Because it it becomes I become hyper aware of it, yeah, and I almost grow resentful of it, right? So it, it is actually what turned me off from the show because I knew that when we would get if you didn't hear about somebody's backstory, it, they were going to get xed, yeah. they were going to get kicked off, or the, you know they weren't going to make it. They were a terrible act. And it was only when you heard about their sob story, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, you know, that they lost their dog and, and they're trying to make it in the, in the world and their parents hate them, you know, yeah. that, that I'm like, oh, okay, this one, this one's going to make that it. That one's going to make it. And, and I would love for them to do an emotional story like that, get on and all three judges buzz and be like, you yeah, suck. It happens <laughs> occasionally where they don't make it, but. Uh, but there's always some good ending. Right. Right. They, right. That they came out and they, they gave it their, this was their time to, to shine and to give it their. And one of the judges like gives them a round. Right. 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 There's some kind of spin stupid. to it. Stupid. It's all right. stupid. It is all stupid. So I'll admit something very embarrassing. Okay. You ready? So they're, they're, you cry <laughs> regularly. Yeah. Uh, so there are very few shows that are as formulaic as Survivor, okay. okay? It's a very, very specific formula, which is why they can churn them out twice a year, right? And just go, 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 go. Mm-hmm. They always have a family episode mm-hmm. where the designated family member comes to the island and they do a challenge together, uh-huh. right? And every time, bring out your husband, and then the piano plays, and everybody cries, and... And I hate that episode. Uh-huh. Every every season, I hate that episode for two reasons. Number one, it's so manipulative. You're trying to get me to care more about these people, and it makes me hate them all. Right. Right? But number two, I cry every time, <laughs> and I hate it. They're like anger tears. I'm like, why am I crying? I get so angry because the manipulation works, and I hate it. Yeah, there was a uh, – I watched a YouTube video where – uh, this British comedian tries to get on the British X Factor, mm-hmm. and he comes up with this fake backstory that he's uh, an Orthodox Jew who's wanting to get into rapping, kicked and, out of his family. Yeah, and, and so yeah. he talks about, and then all of these burdens that his parents died, and he has to take care of. Oh goodness, uh, he has to take care of his siblings mm. and. You know, just layers it on like ridiculous. It's all, of course, it's all made up. He's not a rapper; he's a comedian by by trade. So uh, he's like, "Well, I have to come up with raps." So he comes up with these raps, and they're not great because this is not what he does. But guess what? He gets through on the show. No way. Yes, he gets three uh, yeses, and he goes through to the next round. He so he talks about how. He had to keep talking to producers, how many producers he had to go, how, uh, pages and pages of forms and, and, uh, questionnaires and, and things like that to tell him his whole life story where he had to do this. He had to repeat it and do it over and over and over again. Um, 
when he finally gets onto the show. So he makes it all the way to the show, gets in front of the judges, he gets his three yeses, he goes through. It's not until as he's leaving that he gets recognized. He, he has makeup on and things like mm. that to disguise himself. As he's leaving uh, the show, he gets recognized and his his part doesn't make it to air because they realize that, oh, he that, he's, just a, that yes, he's manipulating that, the, yes, show. the show. But he oh, puts no. all this right. But he puts all this on YouTube. He filmed all of it, kind of behind the scenes, mm. and it just totally. I mean, not that we didn't know this already, but it just makes it completely transparent that this it's all just a gimmick. It's all manipulation. And, you know, are we really seeing the best talent or are we seeing some... The best know, TV. Yes, the best TV. Correct. So what you're saying is that reality television shows... Aren't reality. ...are actually designed to be entertaining uh-huh. and to draw you into characters. Yes. Just like a written show would be. Yes, exactly. Wow. Yes, exactly. That blows my mind. <laughs> I am shocked. There and was, appalled. And That's appalled. Really. There was... Um, uh, one of my favorite, uh, uh, talents, mm-hmm. uh, acts on, uh, America's Got Talent. It was a comedian and he, he was from, uh, Australia, I guess. And his name was Tapeface. And he, his name was Tapeface. His name is Tapeface. Okay. And he literally would come out with, uh, tape over his mouth and no talking. And it was the best act because you couldn't get any sob story. You wow. couldn't get any boohoo. I'm, you know, I'm the struggling comedian. He just his every one of my family blew up in a terrible propane <laughs> yes, accident. Exactly. Uh, his whole act was that he was, uh, you know, a mute, you know, silent. Cool. Like every act should be like this. Just every- put tape over their mouth. <laughs> I don't want to hear their story. I want to see how they act, how they they perform. Vote them on that way. Everybody should be the Blue Man Group. Yes. So, to break down this charade even further, mm-hmm. uh, I was doing a little bit of research on this show called Love Island. Mm. It's a hot Netflix reality TV show right yes. now. I'm sure it's all on the up and up. Uh, and, and I'm sure it's a show that it sounds like a show that's right up your alley. Oh yes. yeah, I wholesome, <laughs> wholesome, wholesome. No, I was actually entertainment. I was trying to come up with. Uh, uh, screens topics. Okay. And I stumbled upon this. All right. And so I read it. How they do reality TV shows today. Okay. So shows like this, uh, there's a bunch of Love Island. This is, shows. A, yeah, a dating one. Right. A dating reality TV show. So they, they are only, there are hidden cameras everywhere, but there are only certain times of the day that the men and women are allowed to interact. Mm. To make sure that there's not so much footage that they won't get the storylines that they need for the show. Mm. So the men and women are only allowed to be together for like eight hours a day. Mm, Gotcha. And then the other eight hours, they are separated into men and women to make sure that no storylines keep going without the cameras on them. Mm, And they eat alone. They don't even eat in front of other people of their own gender. Because eating, because is, eating un- is unattractive. Ah, yes. And they don't want that impacting the results of the show. They don't want eating gross to be a storyline. Mm-hmm. Because that's not fun to talk about. So each of the contestants eat alone. 
in a hut, yeah. so nobody sees them eating. And they and weren't you saying they get prepped before they go back? Yes, so, they said. Remember, this is what you were talking about last time. This is the beef you had with that guy. Well, they they put them in makeup. Mm-hmm. They make them. They make sure that the spinach is out of their teeth. You're right. You know? They make, make them look all beautiful. That's why their hair is always done, and all this other stuff. And I was like, it's just improv. Then it's a, basically scenarios. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, here's your scenario. Go and improv. Well, it's more so Truman Show, except for every time you wake up. The producer would be there. Here's what's on yeah. the agenda for today. Exactly. You will be filmed at this moment. Mm-hmm. So make sure it's dramatic. You have a little bit of a higher pitched voice. So please yell at somebody today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's this, the truth show, but everybody's in on it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then also they manipulate who interacts with who. So they will put certain people together mm. in certain situations because they know, hey, these two people, uh, it's getting spicy between right. them. Or these other two people, we want to put them together because they hate each other and we want to see those fireworks. So we're going to force them to be together in a, in a room or in a situation. Yeah. All of the, all of those contest shows do that. So Survivor, uh, the one where they're all in the house, Big Brother, all that, all those shows Mm -hmm. where people live together for a while, but they're playing a game to win. Uh, They intentionally, they have them take these really robust personality tests and intentionally pick people. That would hate each other and put them in like the same room or whatever because they're like, these people are going to scream at each other, maybe kill each other. That'll be good TV. (laughs) It's all emotional manipulation. That's terrible. Yeah. Well, if you're ready, Trevor, let's move on to something else. Something else. Huh? Jake. Yes. Let me know what you're thinking. Okay, so uh, I was thinking, I I kind of struggled coming up with uh, my something else topic because everything I could think of was a response. To what you guys had said in the past <laughs> about something. Yeah. And so Adam I put us on blast last uh, week. Oh, man. I, I will tell you. <laughs> it was epic. It was I um, loved it. Yeah, hey, it you know what? I, I forgot to mention this early. I wanted to thank Adam, actually. Uh, I went out and ran today for the first time. And I don't do that. I don't run. I'm not a runner. But I took his advice. I'm starting to do it. Uh, he and I are about the same age. So... You know, hopefully in three years I can run marathons. Not wow. that I ever will, but today was my starting point. Golf claps. Golf yeah. claps, everybody. So gotta, I just wanted gotta to start somewhere. Good job, right. Jake. And, and I just want to thank Adam for uh, for that segment last week. Yeah. And and that was awesome. The show was awesome. It inspired me to hate Adam and eat more ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Drink more Mountain Dew. That's Drink right. I was like, Dew. sucker. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the topic I landed on... Uh, because I do this, and so I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to talk about romanticizing uh, ancient eras mm. or eras that, you know, you look back. Like, as a kid, I was a huge Arthurian fan. So anything that was King Arthur, Camelot, Avalon, all of that was – I was a big, big fan, and I romanticized it. Monty Python. Um, Monty Python is a great <laughs> example of Arthurian legend. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite things about government comes from that show, but I won't go there now. <laughs> That's an after. That's an after. Right, right. But it, uh, I was wondering if you guys do the same thing. If you romanticize eras or look back and say, oh my gosh, this was such a cool era in history and I would have loved to visit. I, I'm kind of a history buff, mm-hmm. and I know that I probably wouldn't want to go back and live in any of these times. 
I would, however, love to go back and watch. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't want to live there. To um, me, two eras jump out immediately. Okay. Um, the Re- American Revolutionary Period. So the late 1700s, right? Right. To be there and to see it all happening, right? Yeah. yeah. Would be incredible. Yeah. Because the more you read from normal people, meaning not the founding fathers, right. the normal people living in that time, nobody thought America was going to win. Right. Right? Everybody just assumed the Brits were going to win because they'd been conquering the entire planet. Right. Right? So seeing that take place, having a revolution actually win, right, and then setting the foundational government that would be copied over and over by countries for hundreds of years. Witnessing the birth of a nation. Right. It'd be incredible. I still romanticize that era, even though I understand there were issues. Right. Well... No era was great. In (laughs) fact, while, you know, I have my criticisms for sure of of our current era, we definitely live in the lap of luxury. Oh, yeah. Um, I romanticize the 50s, right? Okay. I I identify with... You love Prohibition. I do. (laughs) Well, Prohibition was not in the 50s. That was the 20s. Oh, my bad. Yeah, I was going to say, well, hold on. Oh, you're right, you're right. Prohibition of what? So. (laughs) Of other things. So you have. Skirts. uh, No, the 50s. So. Poodle skirts. I love. Big in the 50s. That's right, that's right. I love the music. Um, I I idolize the the morals of the 50s, Mm. right? The. The leave it to be, we're talking about the father figure, the, the leave it to beaver kind of I love Lucy mindset the, mm. the, of image of America, right? Um, the Americana. Yeah, Americana of mm-hmm. it. Um, yes, uh, definitely is, is a, is a nostalgic. What's the, what's the word? Uh, monoth- What's the oh yeah, 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 it's like a it's like a time dysphoria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. ammonia, ammonia, uh, ammonia. Oh. Yes, no. you guys had a topic anyway, about whatever. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember you but that. this but. yes, having nostalgia for a, a period of time or a place that you've never been. Right. Well, I have that, but I realize also the fifties definitely had some negativity. Right. Uh, segregation was still a thing. Oh, uh, yeah. Didn't have air conditioning, mm-hmm. right? Uh, right? Refrigerators were just starting to It was ice boxes, right? Right, yeah. yeah. So, um, the 50s aren't all what it, what I cracked them up to be. You know, going back to Steve's topic of uh, our email with uh, nostalgia, right? We, yeah. we We romanticize all of these good points and ignore all of the bad. To that point, I was, I've been studying ancient Greece recently. Mm-hmm. And I used to just study it from a philosophy standpoint, right? The great right. thinkers of that area. Mm, right. Your Plato and your Aristotle and all these guys. Socrates. 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 Uh, and just its impact on the modern world, right? And it's amazing. I used to think, what an incredible time. Mm-hmm. When you actually start learning about ancient Greek culture and their lifestyles and things, there is some messed up stuff oh, going on. Oh, right, right. <laughs> yes. Well... And, and like Old West, I think of, uh, cowboy culture. And you mm-hmm. think of, you think, oh, um, uh, Billy the Kid and this yeah. kind of, you know, Wild West. Renegade. Uh, renegade stuff and, and, and that, uh, uh, 
uh, idealized kind of imagery or uh, representation of that culture. Man, could you imagine how like dirty and filthy it was oh back my gosh. then? Uh, well, on the know, frontier, you go to a bathhouse that probably fifty other guys bathed in before you. You know, like oh, yeah, and it, like the 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 like in Tombstone and these kinds of movies, the idea of the sheriff that everybody respects, mm-hmm, right? Yes. Right. That was not a thing. Right. Like the right. sheriff was there to basically protect property laws and that was about it because right. if he tried to get himself involved in other people's business he'd be dead you'd right. be you'd find a new sheriff uh-huh. murder was very common on the frontier yes it was it was not a fun time yeah. to expand west right for right. sure well not just murder but there were all sorts, all of, sorts ways of ways to yes. die yeah you know uh and it was debauchery it, and so forth that was well going right on yeah Yep, there's all sorts of stuff. And for me, I, I've always idolized or uh, romanticized the Viking Age as well. Mm. Um, you know, my heritage is very Scandinavian. And so... I, I wouldn't have I, expected that. The <laughs> giant, giant man. The plunder and pillage is, is what uh, no, really uh, romanticizes. Well, and that's... <laughs> the murdering of, of whole civilizations. <laughs> Yes. Well, it, no. That was a good a, time to be more a Viking of enslaving for sure. of, of civilizations. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Vikings well. really got made their money by taking the the Slavs and selling them to the Turks. Uh, I saw <laughs> I saw a documentary actually argue that if the English had honored their commitment to give them land, then they wouldn't have raped and pillaged all of England and France. The Danes, the Swedes, still would have. Oh yeah, the Danes, but the Danes, the Danes specifically. All right, you yeah. nerds. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah but i will tell you my wife um i mentioned in my notes the uh, victorian age mm-hmm. my wife romanticizes that i if there's anything ever that has a tv show that talks about the victorian age she is on it mm-hmm. emma uh anything by that's written by jane Eyre or bridgerton or name it yes mm-hmm. bridgerton she's all about it the Shakespearean kind of uh, yeah era, yep. mm-hmm. um, the one where they they wore powder faces because they were all blue because of uh, incest. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What a good, what a time. Gosh. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> yes. why they started powdering their face. So when you have hemophilia, right? It's a blood disease uh-huh. where you don't clot. Right, gotcha. but it also has an impact where you look blue. Mm. In fact, there are currently blue people in Kentucky for the same reason that hemophilia is much more common in uh, families that are incest mm. through multiple generations. Mm. And that that's was why Kentucky's colors are blue and white. That's right. <laughs> um, but all of most British monarchs for a very long time were all incest, and so they powdered their faces white to hide the blue. The things you learn on this podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then everybody else did it because they wanted to copy like the royals. They, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Interesting, huh? Well, let's move on to your topic, Trevor. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> you uh, learned something today. Admit it. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, so... Uh, I wanted to do a follow-up, uh, just a recap mm-hmm. on uh, a revisit, if you will, of some of our past segments that we talked about that we would follow up on, but haven't. And we didn't. And we didn't, because, you know, we get busy. Well, somebody and, and we forget. needs to hold us accountable. It, I'm it, glad indeed. it's you. 
<laughs> well, uh, and, and my brother, he, he, Adam, he keeps reminding me. Oh, okay. uh, so we talked about, uh, camping with docs. Yeah. And how you went, and then I was uh, going to go camping. Uh, we took our dog. It was as awful as I thought it was going to be. Okay. I hate it. I hate it. Um, oh, such a good girl. She's, she's, she's great. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It, she, because she's a, a doodle. You know, they, they need to be like right next to you all of the time. And even if she's five feet away, we have to tie her up to a tree or right. something mm-hmm. because where everyone is eating dinner, she'll steal the kid's cheeseburger or whatever. Right. Well, she, she can't have that. She can't be five feet away from you. She has to be right next to you. And so she barks incessantly mm. and it just, and it, and of course it, it rained a Ton oh, that of a budget. Oh, that makes it better. It, yes, and so she was wet, <laughs> and it just was. It, it was kind of gross. Did she sleep in the tent with you guys? Uh, we got a trailer, a little camper. Oh, that's um, right. But okay. she, so she slept in there with us. But yeah, it just it it adds a whole layer of complexity that otherwise isn't there. So I don't recommend camping with dogs. I I get it uh, on a. You know, it sounds better than it actually is in practice. Like, yeah, it, it's one of those things that you you want to work, but it it, it sucks. Sounds so, to me like you should have just trained your dog better. Yeah, Trevor. probably, probably. <laughs> you're, you're welcome to help out. Uh, one other thing with that. Yeah, I'll help out. Yeah, with that episode, actually, uh, I don't know if you remember, but I talked about how I hurt my hand on that episode. My finger. Yes. Uh, and I, I think I might have mentioned that I thought I broke it. Well, then we went camping. I came back. Of course, it was still hurting me. I went and checked it out. Turns out I did break it. Good for you. I it, There was a chip on the knuckle. So part of the bone chipped off. And I have a finger splint right now. So Yeah. And yeah. then I made you move a uh, washing machine upstairs with me today. You did. Yeah. <laughs> with, with the finger splint. That's uh, that's really why I invited Jake. Yes. Is because I knew I needed a third body to get that yeah, upstairs. Yeah. You needed the muscle. Yeah. Um... Couple other things I didn't. This wasn't mentioned in the podcast, but Steve, when he co-hosted with me, uh, his wife, so they're gluten free at their home. Uh, uh, she makes the most wonderful gluten free cookies. Uh, Steve brought me some. They're they're amazing. You eat them, Will. You normally when you eat something gluten free, it tastes like a hockey puck. Correct. Right? Mm-hmm. You would not know these cookies were gluten-free. You would eat them, and they're amazing. They, they taste incredible. Really? I I told Steve she needs to open up a bakery. What alternate dimension does she come from? I don't know. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. These cookies, I would, put the, I would put them up against anybody's chocolate chip cookie any day. I, they are that good. Wow. So I just... I, I didn't get to say anything. I was I wanted to review them when they were, had uh, bits of uh, coconut um, flake and almond in it. Amazing, it's super good. Wow. So anyway, I just wanted to thank Steve and his wife uh, for those wonderful cookies. I meant to say something about it and 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 thank you for them uh, and wanted to do that here. Uh, next, we brought up the movie pass uh, a little while ago. Yeah, it's coming back. It baby. is coming back. In fact, I got an email today. That the wait list is now open. If you want to be, go back uh, to the movie pass. They are 
doing different tiers, a $10 tier, a $20 tier, and a $30 tier. And uh, the waitlist opens today, being Thursday. And I think it ends, like, Tuesday. Doesn't it restrict which movies you're allowed to see? I don't know. I don't know how it's all slated to work. I don't know what information has been We're going to have to do out. a whole topic about this. But Movie Pass is coming back, and yes. if you want to be on it, <laughs> you can go onto the website and and get onto the uh, to the uh, to the wait list. Yeah. Um, we've talked about dieting. Who's that? This. You you oh. you were going to diet at the end of last year. Yeah. I was dieting. Yeah. I was doing keto. Mm-hmm. We stopped doing that. The holidays happened. We both got fat again. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm getting back on on dieting. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to watch what I eat. I we talked about it with with uh, Adam uh, that I'm I've begun running. Yes. Um. You how how are you doing? <clears throat> well. <laughs> you see, there are times in your life where you eat and uh, come what may. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Carpe uh-huh. diem. Uh-huh. That's what I've been living yes. for the past six months or so. You know what I mean? The culinary carpe diem. Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm seizing the moments, the burgers, the ice cream. I'm seizing it all. You know what? Isn't it so much a better lifestyle? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. Because, so, I've noticed this about myself, especially recently. I'm tired all the time. Mm, yeah. Um, that will do that. Well. Mm, yes. And I know that, I know that I'm hypoglycemic. Mm. I do know that about me. Interesting. There are healthy ways. To get my blood sugar up so I'm not sleepy and headaches, mm, right? Mm. I don't do those. Mm. And it's the older I get, the worse it's getting. And I'll just chug soda all day long. That's not helpful. And it's not helpful. No. Turns no. out it's not good for you. No. Right. Yeah. And it's, it may get my blood sugar up for, I don't know, an hour. Uh-huh. But then I'm crashing harder and I'm getting more tired and I'm kind of tired of being tired. I need to eat better, not just for my weight, mm-hmm. but just for my energy level. Gotcha. I'm at an all-time low right now. Gotcha. I'm at a low, Jake. No. So, Will, <laughs> you, said, Will. you said hypoglycemic? Yes. Let me give you uh, an example. My mother is hypoglycemic, mm. was hypoglycemic. Interesting. And uh, she started doing all sorts of uh, fad dieting and different things. Um, it never worked. Her kidneys failed Mm -hmm. and couldn't do anything. My sister moved in with her. My sister's kind of a Nazi, food Nazi. Nutritionist. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So my my sister just said, here's what we're going to do. You are going to eat right. And this is what you're going to do based on the doctor's recommendations for your kidneys. Mm -hmm. Her hypoglycemia is gone. No way. Yeah. And so... It is, it's the food intake. It's what you're eating. Right. So, at least in her case. I'm glad we're talking about this because I know I need to change something. Yeah. The problem I'm having is I have such bad habits now mm-hmm. and they're so ingrained mm-hmm. that just by driving to work, I start craving things because I know where they are. Right. You know what we, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, you and I were talking before the show. We just have, just as a country, 
we eat a ton of sugar, mm-hmm. right? right. Uh, a ton of carbs. Uh, we don't eat enough fat. What's interesting... The good fats, Good right? fat. Well... Like fish. Well, yes. People say good fat, bad fat. Uh, when they say bad fat, they're thinking like anything that is like a bad fat, it, it has fat and then the rest of it is a bunch of carbohydrates or, oh, or, or okay. something else. So, uh, you know, like nachos are a bad fat. Well, it's, 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 yeah, I'm thinking is it the nachos? Oils, right? Well, no, like- no, cheese is actually really good. So, uh, cheese oil, butter. But I thought when you melted cheese, it changes its chemical composition or something. It becomes saturated. Is that right? It depends Um, on, it honestly, it depends on what you eat. And it's Mm. a good saturated fat. So, yeah. So eggs are really good. Yeah. Uh, um, olive oil, um, uh, coconut, coconut oil. Yeah. Those, those kinds of fats are really good. Butter, bacon, uh, like, Pure sausages and those things can kind of come become a little dicey, but it's actually really interesting to learn about the history of uh, food and in America and how fats. It, there it was a marketing ploy to make fats be this negative, this mm-hmm. bad thing, and so you have for a long time we have companies going this this thing is fat free well it's a hundred percent sugar but hey it's fat free right, because right. and then your body just stores the sugar yeah right. exactly right. the sugar is worse for you than the fat if that fat it turns out does not spike your insulin levels and your insulin levels you and i were talking about we won't get into it now but is a, a precursor to diabetes and so forth yeah um so you really want to focus a lot of your uh Food intake on, in my opinion, protein and fat is where a lot of that needs to come because that won't spike your insulin levels. I'll leave you with this, and this will anger almost everyone Mm. in the sound of my voice. There will be days where I will pack a healthy lunch. (laughs) I go through the effort of actually making a lunch, Mm. taking it to work, and then I go out to eat anyway. Yeah. That's where I'm at, and it's bad. Yeah. We've, we've talked about that's, creating that's good fun. habits. We've talked about creating good habits. Mm-hmm. We've talked about self-control on this podcast. What's that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's super hard. It is. How many times have right. I, I – I'm talking about keto. How many times have I gone on and off keto? It's right. super difficult. It works for me. I lose a bunch of weight, but – how hard is it? Well, you know how hard it is to eat a majority of your calories in fat? It's dang near impossible mm-hmm. unless you're eating sticks of butter and bacon. Yeah, and I've got family members that do the um, the fasting. The uh, intermediate, intermediate fasting. fasting. Yeah. Yep, and that's good too. And there's, there's lots of ways to do it. And, and the problem is not the knowledge. Does that make sense? Right, of course. It's never the knowledge. The problem the knowledge is, it's is a, we have an overabundance of knowledge. It's doing stuff. it. Yes. It's the discipline. Of which I have a lot in other areas of my life. Yeah, you choose to apply it in in these other areas. Financially, I have great discipline. Well, right? like like running, it's always easier when you're doing it with someone else. So is dieting. So maybe but we should all go on a diet. Then I always feel like crap. I know because I <laughs> fail. 
Wow. Anyway, so that's how that's going, Trevor. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, this is a good follow up. I can't. <laughs> I'm I'm sure there are lots of other topics that we've talked about and said that we we're going to follow up on and and haven't. So uh, if you guys, if there are some that we've missed, uh, please email the show. Let us know, and we'll do another segment uh, following up on those. Yeah. And I will also just say that uh, I, I want to repeat what I said earlier. You guys, I love your show. I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, I really appreciate the times to where I get to yell at my phone or my or my <laughs> radio in the car. Uh, you nailed it. Uh, I think it was you, Trevor, last week that said Jake is yelling at his... Oh, it was Doomstone. Yeah. Jake is yelling at his... And I was. <laughs> I was like, that's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for everybody for coming, and I'll see you. I'll see you, Trevor, next week. Right. All right. See you later. Hey, we'll see you. See Bye. you. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Sports Screens and Something Else. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing and sharing it with your friends. Be sure to rate and review the show wherever you listen. If you want to contact the show, you can send an email to sssheshow at gmail.com. And join us next time on Sports, Screens, and Something Else.